Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. And hidden expenses is on the segment this go around because just because you can't plainly see something doesn't mean it might not be there. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Uh, if you've got questions about hidden expenses, and many people do, then get on to the calendar and have a conversation about what your investments or what your plan might be costing you and how to you know, be as efficient as possible all around. And that's what Eric and his team do all the time with their retirement readiness review. 515-226-1500. It's 515-226-1500 for that no cost, no obligation uh, consultation and conversation about your retirement journey. 515-226-1500 at Peterson Financial Group. You can also find him online at askericpeterson.com. All right, Eric, so like I said, just because you don't always see it plainly doesn't mean it's not there, right? I mean, anytime anybody who's gone looking through their prospectus or many other things in life where they kind of bury the lead, so to speak, right? Right. <laughs> and you're like, where in, you know, where in the world was this at? You know, I didn't see it anyplace. So talk to me about some of these categories I got for you on these hidden expenses. We'll start with mutual fund expenses because that seems to be a big culprit. Yes, because in the mutual fund, um, by law, has to give you a prospectus. And that prospectus is going to show you, you know, the operations, what they can and can't do, things they can invest in, things they can invest in, all that stuff. And they have a thing called a expense ratio. Okay. Now, what that expense ratio is, that is how much the mutual fund charges to operate it. And that's just to basically keep the the lights on, the doors open, and pay the staff and that kind of stuff. Right. What it does not tell you is how much the expenses are as they do trading. So you have to think of a mutual fund has three big components to it. It's going to have stocks in it. It's going to have bonds and it's going to have cash in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it might have more stocks and bonds depending on what kind of fund you're in, but all mutual funds, and these are what are called um, uh, open-ended funds. So they're redeemable at the end of the day to cash. So they have to accept cash and then the managers purchase some stuff. They don't know how much purchasing they're going to do throughout the year. Right, because they don't know which way the market's going to go and how much flows are coming in or how much money is going out. Okay, because if people redeem the shares, guess what? They got to redeem them to cash. So if they don't have enough cash, they got to sell some stuff. So when they sell, when they buy and they sell, they actually pay commissions. This is where Goldman Sachs makes all their money. Okay, that's why they get bonuses every year, even though the market's down sometimes. So the Wall Street Journal did an article in um, 2010, but still pretty good information. And they started checking those four biggest things. So really, the commissions came in. And it was about, for most mutual funds, about 1.2% hmm. of their expenses. So if they say, hey, the prospectus cost us 1% to run this fund, well, now you get add another 1.2 on top of there. Right. There's market impact costs. Because if a mutual fund, let's say, has a, a million shares of a company, okay, it's not just going to dump a million shares all at one time. <laughs> because what happens to the price of that thing? Right, yeah. It craters. So you have to exit over time, and that, that takes some time, and so they get different price points, that kind of stuff. There's some uh, uh, bid-ask spreads when they do go to do that. So all these things can add additional expenses, but you never see those 
because a mutual fund shaves expenses off every day before it calculates what's called the net asset value, the NAV. And then the NAV is what your stocks or what your price of your shares are worth. So they're shaving off all the time. They're very opaque. It's hard to see these. So when we counsel our clients on this or show them, the key of that is looking at the turnover inside of that fund. A lot of turnover, a lot of expense. Okay. There's also why we like to build portfolios, which you hold individual securities and cut some of that additional expense out of the out of the equation for you. Okay. Wow. That was definitely a lot to uh, you know process there because there's a lot going on. So if you've got questions, again, about how hidden expenses might be affecting you, then definitely reach out. Uh, that was mutual fund expenses Eric was highlighting for us. What about the variable annuity fees? So what uh, what do we see in those, those fees for those VAs? Uh, they're much higher than even mutual funds because right. variable annuity, the investments inside of there, they're called separately managed accounts, but they're essentially mutual funds. So you got those fees and all the things we just talked about. But then on top of that, mm-hmm. you have the insurance company has to charge a fee to run the annuity. It's called a mortality and expense charge, M&E. So that on average is about 1.4%. Then if you select any riders, which the only reason to go into a variable annuity really is for the riders that they provide, you know, an income guarantee, a death benefit guarantee, those types of things. Those are additional expenses. So I've actually seen variable annuities or expenses are over 5% inside of them. Mm. Some of them they know about, some of them they don't. And so when you explain this to folks, I kind of draw it, um, we do a lot of drawings here because people tend to they they like one stories and they like drawings with stories. Yeah, we're visual people. Yeah, Exactly. Mm -hmm. So picture, if you will, a bucket, okay? Like a, you know, five galvanized galvanized steel bucket or aluminum bucket, whatever, when you go to get water with. So there's two ways that money gets into a variable annuity. You put money in, called a premium or a deposit, and then there's some positive gains from the market, right? That helps to fill up the money in your bucket or the water in your bucket, so to speak. Now, with a variable annuity, there's going to be some holes drilled into the side. One's going to be this mortality expense charge. One's going to be the mutual fund expenses. And then one's going to be for the riders, okay? So you got, as you put money, as you put pour water into a bucket and you got holes in the side of it, guess what happens to the water? Mm-hmm. It starts to trickle out, right? Yep. Then you also pay for this rider. So that's like a spigot put into the side. And so at some point in the future, you're going to open up that spigot and you're going to start income flowing to you. But that's going to take more money out of your bucket, more water out of your bucket. But then because it's variable, there's a flap at the bottom of your bucket. And so every so often that flap opens up. Well, guess what that is? (laughs) That's negative market returns, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine that we have a bad market like a 2008. So you got the flap at the bottom is open. You're taking income out, so the spigot's open, and you got those three holes, and all this stuff's just draining out of it, right? So the chances of running out of money get pretty high. Now, however, if you have these guarantees, you're protected for the income. But when I show people what's costing you, what it provides versus what you could do in something that's safer, it's like a no-brainer. It's like, well, why would I pay all these fees? Because the only people making money then is the insurance company. So just take a look. Make sure you understand the fees and what you're paying for. When it comes to variable annuity, and that's usually the case with that. I think you know a lot of people now. We've been doing this for a while, so if you've been listening to the show more than once, you know we've certainly talked about the fact that there are certain products out there that have higher fees, and you know variable annuities are one of those. So if you got questions about it, again, make sure you're definitely talking with a qualified professional like Eric before you take any action. All right, so that's a couple of, like some products, Eric. Let's talk about some things that still give us those hidden fees or those hidden expenses, if you will, which that's our category, and that's inflation. I mean. Outside of the last six months, so prior to the last six months, you know, we got kind of complacent with it. A lot of people did. I won't say everybody. But in the last six months, our eyes have clearly been reawakened to inflation because it's been, you know, pretty rough. Oh, yeah. 
the biggest one came from you know used cars, but uh, you know food is up. You know, from twelve to seventeen percent. I mean, they're even admitting to seven percent right now. Which, right, hey, they're admitting to seven. You know, it's higher in other ways. Yeah, and in retirement, it hits you especially hard. It hits everyone hard. But retirees are just like people that are on the lower income spectrum. Is you only have so much income, right? And so it's hard to divvy it up. So, but in retirement, in order to combat inflation, you got to pull mon- more money out of your retirement accounts. Yeah, right. So that mm-hmm. opens up a whole host of other problems. But in retirement, you do have a way to combat it by using your time to save money, right? You can maybe start growing your own vegetables, right? Or maybe Many start people are. Yeah, I've seen that a lot Cooking more because yep. it's cheaper to cook at home than go out to a restaurant. Yep. Travel off peak, which is a big one because you can look for deals and that kind of stuff. So there are some ways to shave it uh, in retirement that you don't have when you're, when you're working. But when you're working, you have cost of living increases, raises, promotions, things like that to combat. <laughs> Everybody wants to keep working from home now, not just because, you know, now it's no longer the, uh, you know, the fear of the pandemic. It's, hey, let me just stay at home because gas is expensive. Right. And let me just work Don't from home expenses. Yeah. All you exactly. do is go up or down a flight of stairs if I have a two-story house. Yeah, or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, inflation, we all know it, and it's definitely been bad the last six months. It's been taking a nice bite. So that's another place where we can have those hidden expenses. Same thing with taxes, right? Uh, if and when they go up, probably good chance of that. You know, it's going to affect our overall net income. The current tax rates are set to expire in 2025. So in 2026, without Congress doing anything, they automatically go back up and it hits the bottom four steps the most. Well, the bottom step, it doesn't change at all. So okay. It remains 10%. All right. But the second step goes from 12 to 15. That's, well, that's, that's a hefty. Tw- that's a 25% increase in the amount of tax you're paying. Yeah. The 22 goes to 25 and the 24 goes to 28. So the top people go from 37 to 39.6. That's not that big of a – I mean, in dollar terms, it would be a lot. But right. in percentage terms, it's not that bad. So, you know, you're looking at all of a sudden, boom, I'm paying 25% on distributions as opposed to 22 like I was before, maybe even 12. Mm-hmm. So you just need to uh, figure that into your plan because taxes are going to take a bite. Having different monies that you can take out, having some money that's tax-free, having some money that's tax-deferred, and some money that's taxable each year, you know, brokerage accounts, those investments, that kind of stuff, right. gives you options to lower your taxes. And that's where we really specialize in is helping people get the maximum amount of money after tax. Well, a lot of times when we think about taxes, Eric, we're thinking about it from that working standpoint, right? We're thinking about that from the, the annual go into the, C, the, the CPA person or the H&R block or whatever it is that you do. But yeah, to your point, you know, these retirement accounts, right? It's going to affect these as well. And that's when we, it's not till later on when we get closer to retirement that we actually start to remember that or think about that often. Not, not, not for everybody, but just in general. Yeah. Being tax conscious as you approach retirement, understand how taxes are going to affect you in retirement. Yeah is huge and being in power of your tax returns and retirements just every dollar you get to save in taxes an extra dollar you get to spend and enjoy there you go you've been listening to the retirement ready podcast if you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with eric peterson and the team at peterson financial group call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial that's 515-226-1500 They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? 
Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.